It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? It's Sean Rossap. April 13th, 2022. This is Fightful Wrestling's list and your boy. We got Jimmy Van here. But guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. Donate a super chat. Donate a humper chat to get your question or statement read on the air. If you don't know what that is, go over to humperchats.com. That'll get it done. This show brought to you by nordvpn.com slash fightful and also fightfulselect.com. And how about this one? Right after this show, head over to fightfulselect.com. We're going to be breaking some news on the AEW video game. I have uh, the tentative release date on fightfulselect.com right after this and the list goes on our post show jimmy how you doing i'm good sean usually i would joke around and say you and i are going to play a demo but then people will believe it <laughs> so so i'm not going to say that i'm doing good how's it going in the new city coming off your battle royal appearance there's there's no sinkhole next to my no house sinkhole. Um, good for you you can order food and get it like on time yeah i can i can i couldn't order food where i was jimmy there was nowhere. Well, they they added DoorDash like the week I left, and it was one place. Wendy's. <laughs> that was it. Sounds like, like where I'm from. Sounds like where yeah. I'm from. yeah. Well, good for you, man. I'm glad that you jumped into uh, you know the the current century. So good for you. Yeah, me too. I I want to put this over before uh, we get rolling. So the next edition of Fightful <laughs> Magazine uh, has, is now out. It is the Q2 2022 edition, featuring Hook on the cover. Look at that beautiful shot. I believe that was from Scott Lesh. Hook is on the cover of the magazine. Uh, Jack Goodwillie does a great story about Cody Rhodes called The Roads Less Traveled. Uh, Zicky Dice did uh, Wrestler's Tribune in this one. Lots of good stuff in this one. We have a, a, the first of two by Candice about uh, wrestling gear, the evolution of wrestling gear. So there's a lot of cool stuff in this issue. So check it out, uh, FIFOMag.com, Q2 2022. Uh, 60 pages. We went a little bit bigger on this one because we're doing it quarterly now. So 60 pages, and it uh, turned out beautiful. Looks awesome. It looks great. It always looks great. Always though. looks great. Yes, it does. Always great content as well. Uh, but, yeah, we, we've got a lot of cool stuff in there. You guys will see preview pages on my Twitter over the next, gosh, two weeks probably uh, of stuff, including Jade Cargill, the one I posted today, where Taylor Hendricks uh, wrote about her. Lots of good stuff there. I uh, hope you guys check it out. Fightfulmag.com. Well, Sean, you know, when you saw Vince McMahon on the Pat McAfee podcast and he kind of gave a little oh. bit of insight into the creative process now, right? Yeah. Vince McMahon talked about how he kind of just walks around his office for an hour, comes up with something, and then that's what he goes with, like, stupendous for WrestleMania. That's just kind of what he does. So I'm guessing that this one is probably a Vince McMahon whim. This is just kind of my my assumption. You shouldn't assume. But uh, so WrestleMania, right? Roman Reigns beats Brock Lesnar. And he wins the WWE title, and they now call him the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. That's what they call him now. Prior to WrestleMania, you'd see talent jumping back and forth sometimes between Raw and SmackDown, and they always use those bullshit excuses. Do you remember? You know, these brand to brand excuses, invitation and all yeah. that crap. But ever since WrestleMania, people are jumping ship with no explanation There's, whatsoever. Yeah, none. Uh, they're just showing up on both shows, and now the Usos have challenged RK Bro to a unification match. I don't think they've announced a date yet, but they've they've uh, challenged him to a unification match for the tag team titles 
Looks to me like this is another Vince McMahon whim. Do you think they're ending the brand split? Oh man. So uh, last year I can, I, my short answer is yeah, pretty much, but I think there will still be some loose affiliation or until the networks get upset. I spoke to people from WWE, from USA, from Peacock, from Universal, from Fox last year for that big series I did. And every side of it wanted to keep the brand split, even WWE. Because their rationale was, well, you know, sometimes Tom Brady gets his games on Fox. So ESPN doesn't get it that week and yada, yada. It seems to me like this is happening and it's happening not because the roster's thin or anything like that. It's happening out of pure laziness. That's what it all emanates from. That's why it ended last time. That's why it's it's happening now. There's no point from like, 20 years ago that they shouldn't have ended a brand split. They've, they've never had such a bare thin roster uh, without talent to where they would need to do that for five hours of TV four mm-hmm. or five hours, depending on the time. And now, um, now it's, it's, it's heading back that way. It feels like the Usos popping up. Uh, you got Na- I mean, Naomi and Sasha is, is fine. They're the tag champs. That makes sense. But Liv Morgan was on Smackdown. Liv was yeah. on SmackDown just because mm-hmm. she simply, challenging for those titles uh you've got uh gosh who was it the los lotharios popping up at the bachelor party which i don't really have that much of a problem with it's not like they're not allowed to hang out at raw they're just not allowed to they're not supposed to be allowed to wrestle it just it it screams laziness to me and that's been my long deep-rooted issue with the way that wwe puts on their programming well, to me, there's obvious good and bad with this, and and there's good from WWE's perspective, and then there's good from, I guess, a fan perspective and bad. So the good is that you've got more star power on both shows. So now you can have Roman on both shows. You can have Cody on both shows. You can have Becky Lynch on both shows. The bad is that from from – this is, again, good from, from a WWE perspective, bad from a fan perspective. Uh, you have the same talent on both shows, meaning that there's less talent needed on payroll, which is good for WWE – means that there's going to be less opportunities for talent themselves, which is bad for the talent. But from a fan perspective, neither show is can't miss television because if you miss raw, you'll see Roman on Friday. If you miss SmackDown, I'll see Roman on Monday. You know what I mean? So they don't become can't miss anymore. It certainly seems to me like this is being done either because they don't have enough star power, which is clearly the company's fault or because they want to see if they can even trim payroll even more. And made the company even more profitable. Do you think that has anything to do with it, or do you think it's strictly a lazy creative? We want Roman on every show, so this is just what we're going to do. If I were Fox or Universal, I'd be saying I don't give a damn about your payroll, right? Absolutely, hundred percent. Because we are funding that payroll, and we know that you're making a ton of money, and you're probably going to want more money at that. So if I were them, I would. Uh, I would definitely have a little say in this. I would want an exclusive roster of top talent. Um, I, it's just, it's it's lazy, and I, there's no way I can't look at Fox. And maybe I'll have to reach out to some of these contacts again. There's no way that I think that they couldn't feel like it was lazy, like that they aren't getting the best effort. Are the numbers high ranking for that night and time slot? Yes, but it's the same argument that people will make in a few weeks. Whenever you complain about the booking, they'll say, well, look at them. They're making more money than ever. Mm -hmm. Well, that's awesome. They should be making more money than that. 
Mm-hmm. It was it was the old CM Punk line in the pipe bomb. Millionaire that should have been a billionaire. But he's surrounded by yes man. That's what it all boils down to. The creative is not inspired, so they are not inspired to have two talent rosters full of interesting stories and interesting characters and protected characters. They moved Big E over just because. Mm-hmm. There was no reason. They could say for future considerations, that's all you got to do. Mm-hmm. Make it make sense at the very least. And um, they have minimized the value of so many titles, especially the IC and US titles, to where, well, okay, we're, we're back to there. And when I get situations like me me and Denise had an argument on Monday, on Monday show where she's like, well, what's it matter if they unify them? They're going to book them better. And I said, that's the problem. It breeds apathy from the viewer, from pundits, from journalists, from whoever. It breeds apathy in that, uh, who cares? They don't care. Why should we? I will always care because I love wrestling. It's so much fun. It, it's what I love to do. It's what I love to cover. And it, it bothers me deep down that they have this, this wildly talented roster and they have so many creative people under their their umbrella especially within the creative department that um it shouldn't be like this they shouldn't have to end the brand split they've got hundreds of people i want to say this and and it is a small sample size but i'm going to say it anyway so i posted a poll on twitter on uh i think this was on monday night and the poll said it looks like vince mcmahon's latest whim is to unify the various titles do you love it hate it or don't care I hated it in 2002, 2003 when it happened, when they would slowly get rid of every title. Do you remember that? The hardcore title, then the IC title, the European. They they got rid of the tag titles for a while, Jimmy. There was it was so ridiculous that they they went that route. Well, this time when I when I posted that poll, 44.7% said they don't care. That was that was that was the 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 winning choice in the poll. And this this is this is a lot to do with it. Let me ask you this question. Remember when they did uh, one of the drafts? I can't recall if it was the last one. And on television, it was supposedly uh, Fox and USA uh, that were kind of making the decision. Twenty nineteen, yeah. Do they did they legitimately have a say? Yes, they did. So, they did. So they that had a say, that- and then the people who'd be running those individual shows had a say. Like for example, I know that. Paul Heyman was willing to give up a guy like Braun Strowman so he could have access to a guy like Buddy Murphy just so he would be used in some capacity. Heyman looks like a genius now, doesn't he? He sure does, yeah. But uh, um, clearly, like you just mentioned, the network's got to be upset if this happens. You know, because just like you just said, they're paying a shit ton of money. They're going to want some exclusive talent that you can't get anywhere else. So if this happens, clearly that's going to upset them, especially when they wanted to have a say in the draft to begin with. I go back to, and I've used this this comparison an awful lot when people say, I'm ready for it to end. I'll tell you why I'm not. This is my job, and I cover this twice a week. And I was covering SmackDown before it was a part of the brand split. And um, it was near main event levels of inconsequential. It was that bad. Like, you would see the same exact matches that you saw in Raw, it's just that they would not refer to the SmackDown match a couple days later. It's like it existed on an island of its own. Like I watched the same Seamus Dean Ambrose match 
it felt like 40 freaking times <laughs> in 2015. Like I, I swear it was like every week. Uh, I, I'll even look oh, May, 2014, Seamus Dean Ambrose on SmackDown May, 2015. It happened. Then it happened on raw the next month. Then it happened on SmackDown the next day, the next week, then again, the next week, then again, the next week, then again, <laughs> like I, I watched the same stuff happen. It's just the stuff that happened on Friday would not be referred to whatsoever. It would be lost. And for a lot of people, they're looking at it and they're like, you know, I choked down five hours of programming. I can make it a smooth three now, whatever. And again, that's apathy at play. You don't mm -hmm. want your audience to be apathetic. Mm -hmm. I don't want our audience to ever tune in and be like, well, Sean's just phoning it in today. I'll watch it because I'm used to it, but I'm not that interested in what he has to say or what he's doing. That's that's a dangerous place to get because apathy eventually leads to just leaving. Mm. Well, we'll see what happens, but it certainly looks like that's the direction they're going, especially when they've completely minimalized the the mid-card titles, like you mentioned. They could yeah. unify those and it wouldn't even matter, you know, at this point. So Joel Pearl says, Don't forget to donate your Humper Chats to have your question or statement read on the air at humperchats.com. And like I said, Jimmy, I don't want people to think I don't care. So I should probably just get a, a giant bonus so I can get this patio glassed in downstairs. Keep my morale up, you know. It's time to move work. on. So let's talk about Cody Rhodes. <laughs> let's talk about these super chats. Okay, Matt Reichel says, uh, actually, we'll, we'll save that one there. Uh, Van Twinblade says, could not care less about how Vinny is running WWE into the ground. He's a senile old man that can't book his way out of a Safeway bag. <laughs> This is the man who had Walter pinned and put Keith Lee in a vest. He had Walter pinned in a couple minutes. Um, yes, yes, he had Walter pinned in a couple minutes, botched Keith Lee, botched Karrion Cross, botched everybody. Mm. And you can say, oh, well, what are they doing now? They're not doing much now. I don't give a fuck what they're doing now. It's what you do with that talent. There are a whole lot of wrestling companies that would have had absolutely zero clue what to do with Batista, John Cena, any number of those. You know what happened? WWE did know what to do with them, and they became megastars. It's what you make of the talent that you have. Um, and, and let's be honest, like Cross and Scarlett and NXT were money in NXT. Yeah. To, the pairing and the presentation, they were money. And Hunter, Hunter knew it, and Vince did not. That's, that's just kind of how it is. Daniel says on overbooked, uh, by the way, youtube.com slash fightful overbooked. Alex McCarthy said he doesn't think Vince cares about what AEW talent thinks of WWE when it came to talking about booking. Uh, Cody, uh, right to impress other AEW talent. Do you agree? Oh, when it comes to booking him right to impress AEW talent. No, I disagree. I think that as we get into this, I think the booking of Cody Rhodes is very, very important in luring AEW talent over. Money will be a big, big one, but I think that the look at how many people we had leave WWE over creative dissatisfaction because Cody was one of those, Jimmy. Do you think that Vince McMahon has the wherewithal or even does he care enough to even think about that? Yes. You think he does? Yes. Okay. Well, I, I this is what I wanted to talk about was, was Cody. So, I've seen a lot of trends online, which are really fascinating to me. You know, I, I love reading social media, what people have to say about things. There are a lot of pro AEW people 
the same ones that were putting over Cody Rhodes a few months ago. Now they're kind of saying good riddance. It seems they practically want him to fail. I saw a few people were mentioning about how he didn't have the Cody Vader on Raw. You know, yeah. the little platform that lifts him up. And they were suggesting it's already the beginning of the end because he didn't. Buddy, have... he, all that pyro, though, made up for it. Jesus. Sure, but th th this is what, like, a lot, of, a lot of that sect of the fan base, you know, has been saying online. Then a lot of the pro WWE people now, they're praising Cody now, you know, and, and, and saying what a, what a talent he is. Find it all very fascinating. I think my opinion so far, I think they're presenting him exactly as they should. Yeah. Like, I think they're presenting him well. He's he's the American nightmare, Cody Rhodes. I know that you've said on other shows that his, his promos are scripted, but if they are, he's cutting them in such a way that they don't come across as scripted. It's like they're written in his voice. I think they're presenting him well. I, I don't see how there's a negative to it. The Cody Vader doesn't mean shit to me. There's There could be so many things logistically that we don't even know about when it when it came to raw this week so i don't well, that doesn't mean anything to me well it looked stupid as hell on raw last week where they just they had a, a yeah little, with the ramp. Mini ramp it yeah. just looked ridiculous and I yeah mean, yeah but they are scripted but i did and i say that because i physically got eyes on the script i know that it was scripted but it seems like he has an awful lot of input on that script i don't know if somebody else is writing for it if they do then they know how to speak cody very very well uh, Dante says, this is why Cody going to WWE didn't make me tune in. Everything that's not Cody isn't built well consistently. Consistently, yes. I would like some consistency. Um, and by by consistency, I don't mean seeing the same Street Profits Usos match I've seen six times over the last year mm -hmm. when they're not even on the same brand or the same RK Bro Alpha Academy match I've seen five or six times over the last year. I'm talking about consistent, good storytelling. It's easy. And if you were going to come to me and you're going to say, they don't care, it's a content creation company. I don't want to hear they don't care because I care. And that's all I give a shit about. I don't care if they don't care. I'm going to bitch until I get some idea that they do. Um, you know, it reminds me of what Ronda Rousey said when she first came back and she was kind of bitter about the fan base. And then she kind of changed her tune because she said that Vincent Man told her, it's not about you, it's about them. Yeah. And if it's that, if that's what he really feels, if he really feels it's about the fans, then he should care. Absolutely. We have KE775 saying good sign or bad sign about the NXT UK influx in NXT. Well, I think it's good uh, because I, a lot of those deals were coming up. I had a whole lot of people that were like, why haven't NXT UK wrestlers been cut? They weren't making anything. That's mm -hmm. why the budget would not have been freed up that much by releasing them. And now you've got a whole lot of people that are getting antsy over there and a huge influx of really good talent like Nathan Frazier, who was a big prospect a couple of years ago, was on Dynamite, had a big or a Tuesday night Dynamite, had a highly heralded match. So we're seeing him pretty deadly. Uh, we had, I mean, over the past couple of years, like Tony and Dewdrop and Rhea come over. So good stuff. Joel says, is it possible Cody wrote the promo, went to the writing team, or Vince uh, decided what needed to go and what could say? Yeah, that's completely possible. I just don't know exactly the method as of yet. I just know that it was scripted and put on paper. The script um, that you saw, was it word for word or bullets? It was word for word. It was, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, that could have been him writing it word for word for all mm -hmm. I know. I wasn't given any insight on that. Mm -hmm. Ricardo says, great wrestling is the best i'll always care i'm with you buddy i'll always care too so let me ask you like how do you think cody's being presented so far 
pretty fairly um like the american nightmare but on the wwe scale you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like he's preventing himself from cursing I i love this show is sponsored by better help if you had an extra hour in your day what is the first thing that you would do read a book take a nap play some video games do something for a friend volunteer a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time but The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Loved the Miz back and forth where Miz was I did like, too. superstar, yes. title. That was great because yes. Miz is the WWE guy. Yes. If they could run one guy out there in a giant WWE mascot outfit, it's Miz. <laughs> and um, I keep saying that Cody should be the guy that says, I went away because I needed to change wrestling, but I can't change wrestling without changing it here too. It's just a matter of, does Vince think that it needs changing, even in story? You know, I saw negative sentiment over the Miz being Cody's first Raw match. And I didn't understand the negative sentiment. Like I, to be, to be quite, I mean, it was one match. It was not a program. It was one match. I thought it was a smart decision because I looked at it. Like if Cody Rhodes is going to elicit a positive response against anybody on the roster, it's the Miz. Yeah. So I thought it was a smart decision. And plus the Miz is a good hand. You know, I, I think the issue with the Miz and, and I think the reason that there's this negative sentiment around him is because he hasn't evolved. You know, when you when you look at people like Jericho and Taker who have had longevity for a lot, a lot of years, and Rock did it too, they evolved over time. They changed their character. They changed their look. Miz hasn't changed anything. And I think maybe he feels like, well, that's kind of part of my heel character. Yeah. Or or I don't know. I, I think Miz should evolve. I think if he changed, changed his look, changed his gear, changed his music, changed his presentation, it would, was, it would benefit him. And that was the basis of it. Cody's like, you've been the same. Yes. Forever. Like yes. the same hair, the same style, the same outfits, the right. same reliable Miz. That's what a reliable Mike is what he called. And I think that's one of the reasons why we praise Marie so much yeah. is because she changed his presentation. Oh, big time. Yeah. Big time. She made it so much, so much better. Rizza asked if it's true that NXT UK guys make around 20K. I don't have any, I don't have the answer for that. Sorry. I wish I did, but I don't. Uh, Andrew the Giant says, your interview with Cross was great insight. He seemed to be able to work their system with writers. I think Cody will work with their writers the same too. I mean, he's and now he's got a ton of writing experience. Um, 
I've got an interview with Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, that's going to drop next week uh, around AEW Pittsburgh. And she talks about how Cody would help her with a lot of her heel work. So um, he didn't just help himself. He helped a lot of other people, too. So I think he's been doing really well there so far. I love that guy's name, Andrew the Giant. So I, I don't know if I've talked about this much. I am a lifelong Andre the Giant fan. Yeah. Because when I was growing up, Andre the Giant was that larger than life talent. Sure. So I'm a lifelong Andre the Giant fan. Mattel released a Hollywood series, uh, action figure I line. The, Have you the, seen that? The Princess Bride. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, they didn't. That's not Mattel. They didn't do that with Mattel. Oh, okay. But there's a Mattel line, so they have like John Cena from The Fast and Furious, and they have The Rock from mm -hmm. Scorpion King. They released Andre the Giant as Bigfoot from the Six Million Dollar Man. Oh, and I nice. I, I just ordered it. I just ordered it because yeah, I'm a lifelong Andre the Giant fan, and uh, so I like that guy's name, Andrew the Giant. That's awesome. Jojo asked if super chats are working. Uh, close out and come back in, maybe refresh, and it might work. Josh Cardenas says, "What's going on with the NXT 2.0 crowd as as of late?" I mean, listen, buddy, um, it's been two and a half years. The same people in the same venue watching the same brand. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of those people even got to be there during the pandemic because they NXT was one of the first shows to let people in. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. It, it's quite literally the same thing as the Impact Zone. The impact zone would sarcastically enjoy some people. They would dislike some people that just wouldn't sign autographs one night or would go out drinking with them one night. They would like him. Like they, it doesn't, it's that crowd. And uh, I don't think they're going on the road anytime soon. Look how great takeover was in Dallas. Yeah. I mean, a, a crowd makes a show. I mean, we've seen it. WrestleMania night one, a lot of ways was better than WrestleMania night two. Uh, and that was one of them. The crowd was hot for everything night one. I yeah. think I know why NXT is not going on the road. They're they're afraid, Jimmy. They're afraid, they're afraid of being on that unsecured Wi-Fi. But they don't need to be. I got the hookup for them. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It's got that threat protection. Block online trackers. Block malware. You don't have to worry about that here, unlike some other wrestling websites, Jimmy. And you can block annoying pop-up ads. But beyond that, you get a great deal plus an additional month free. And if that wasn't enough, you get a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you don't like it, you get your money back. Hot diggity dog. Works on all your devices. Phone, tablet, TV, router, laptop, desktop, all over the place. Not only that, it's the fastest VPN in the world. You can browse safely, securely, and anonymously by changing your virtual location with just one click. Uh, quite frankly, if you are traveling and you're on that unsecured Wi-Fi, that's dangerous. But you know what? You can change your virtual location with just one click and then watch all your favorite shows and avoid those geo restrictions. Uh, Shaq even put it over, said that when he was on vacation, he was in an area that uh, restricted some gambling, so to speak. And he was able to return to his home area. Thanks to NordVPN.com slash fightful is you moving that thing like supposed to be like me talking yeah that's right it's kind of like uh the canadian guys on south park the flappy head yeah yeah, yeah kind yeah. of sort of yeah 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 what else one you more, got jimmy well one more cody rose question so they've made it official WrestleMania backlash him and seth rollins are you at all concerned that they're going to 50 50 cody and that he's going to end up like every other guy yes i'm very concerned and they shouldn't do that at all it's hard for me to fathom 
that they're going to have Rollins lose when he's lost every major match over the last few months. Yep. But you can't beat Cody. You can't. You can't do it. Painted I... into a corner, Sean Rossat. Painted into a corner. They are. Andrew the Giant says they called up, they called Madcap Moss the Andrew the Giant Battle Royal winner on the pre-show, so I stole it. Are you I serious? It. I love it. Did Andrew they? Andrew the Giant. Somebody said Andrew the Giant? I hope. Suspect says, how worried should AEW be with the Time Warner merger? So, I mean, this is with Discovery, and I get it. This, this is a far cry from a lot of stuff. Discovery is primarily a television network. I and got this on my list this week, too. Well, let, let's go ahead and talk about it. But, so, I mean, like when we're talking about highbrow entertainment, this ain't the uh, 1990s Discovery here. We're talking about a show called, like, like breed all about it and like there, there's a lot of goofy shit on discovery like they've got they got a lot of goofy stuff on there so once again i i read some of the online sentiment on social media about this merger uh discovery and warner media and there are some you know column wwe loyalists anti-aew people who are saying oh that's it AEW is gonna get canceled from tnt there is no chance that AEW is going to get canceled on TNT. People are confusing this situation with the WCW situation, and they're completely different. WCW was owned by AOL Time Warner. WCW was losing millions of dollars at a time when rights were not quite the same. Completely different situation. In this situation, AEW is generating viewers and generating key demos, and they're doing it on a very cost-effective contract. There is no chance that TNT is going to cancel AEW, and if they do, AEW would find a suitor quick. So they're not getting canceled. Not only that, but I mean, a lot of the wrestling, like the, the stereotypes have changed in that wrestling fans don't spend money. Hey, you know, right here, I'll toot my own horn. Most subscribed wrestling Patreon in the world times two. I think we've got a pretty good indication. Wrestling fans will support good stuff. And and they not only that, they spend money elsewhere. They're flying into shows. They're traveling. So the misconception that wrestling fans don't spend money or don't have money was even more it. The, the, the perception was wrestling fans were poor for a long time. That's out the window. Even if, let's say, and I don't think that the TNT executive uh, chain is changing. I think it's staying the same. But let's say it did. And let's say Discovery brought somebody in to head up TNT. And let's say that they hated pro wrestling, right? I think the numbers kind of speak for themselves. This is a very cost-effective contract yeah. that they have with AEW, given the viewership and given, given the, the demos. I, I don't even think that if there was an executive that didn't like wrestling, give, look into the numbers, I just don't think they would cancel AEW. And they're getting an overrun this week. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, they're getting yeah. an overrun. Uh, yeah. Richard Stevens says, "Is there any news on if there's going to be a potential tour for UK and uh, for you AEW soon? Uh, keep up the great work, guys. No, but Tony has constantly mentioned Craven Cottage. I think kind of what they're trying to do right now is make up a lot of those those pandemic dates that they had to move, had to move, had to move, and." Um, I haven't heard of UK stuff, but I know Craven Cottage is something that he wants to do big time. Uh, that's that's a that's a big bucket list thing for him. JoJo says it's now working for me for the super chats. Do you think Rhonda should turn heel soon? She works better that way. This Rhonda Flair feud is sad. I do like the I quit step. I think for sure 
by the time that uh, she faces Becky Lynch, she will be a heel. I think she will turn. I think it'll be a double turn. I think Ronda goes heel. Becky goes face and Rhonda goes, I don't want big time Bex. I want the man and they are off to the races. I mean, the, the crowd is going to make that happen anyway, because Becky and Rhonda, they're going with Becky. Like that's yeah. just, what's going to happen. I saw Heyman did an interview where he said, if Roman ever took a break, I would tell WWE put me with Ronda Rousey. Do that. Put Ronda with Heyman. Ronda with all the, I have so much respect for Ronda Rousey. She's a pioneer in MMA. I've joked about how the women in the UFC, they'd be fighting in a bingo hall if it wasn't for Ronda Rousey. A bimbo hall, Jimmy. Bingo hall. Bingo hall, Sean Ray. Don't talk about women like that. Yeah. But Ronda, for all of her strengths as an athlete, she can't cut a promo. That's scripted. Mm -hmm. I think if they gave her bullets and let her have a little bit of creative freedom, Ronda would be okay, I think. But doing a word-for-word scripted promo, she can't do it. Uh, she lets the crowd rattle her. Get Paul Heyman in uh, Ronda Rousey's corner. If you're going to do a matchup with Becky Lynch, I think that would be great. As is, I feel we talked about this going into WrestleMania. They were in a tough spot. They both tried really hard at Mania, I thought. Uh, it didn't get the reception that Bianca Becky did. It, it's it's just a tough matchup, you know, given, given the, the, the performances, the performers, I should say. The 2022 Andrew the Giant Battle Royal winner. Thank you to Joel Pearl for passing this along. I would like to know, Sean. I want here's something maybe you can find out because I know you got you got certain people you could talk to. Vince McMahon, you know how we've seen all this footage of how much Vince McMahon loves The Undertaker and how he gets emotional talking about The Undertaker? Yes. Vince McMahon felt the same way about Andre the Giant. His family loved Andre the Giant. Stephanie has talked about how when she was a kid, she felt like Andre the Giant was her best friend. I would love to know if this man saw the graphic when they put Andrew the Giant Battle Royal, if he was flipping tables. Is there any way that you could find out? I'll, I'll see what I can find out for sure. Because he he loved Andre. And, and I'm sure you've heard the story. Andre's last ever television appearance was actually with WCW. Did you know yep. that? Yeah. And and uh, Vincent Man was very upset about that. And Andre didn't mean anything by it. It was just an appearance, and he was seeing some, to make buddies, some buddies. And yeah, and he did, he just was seeing some old buddies, and they had some beers, and he didn't think much of it. But Vince was very upset about it, and so I would love to see his thoughts on that graphic. That's embarrassing that they would yeah. make a mistake like that. Embarrassing, Sean. Uh, I do like the the I quit stipulation for Rousey. By the way, makes it uh, different. We got some Roman, some rock talk. I know that it's something that you wanted to cover. Matt Reichel says, hi, paywall, Jesus and Jimmy. Thoughts on rock Roman being teased on young rock last night. I saw that. So, uh, so if anybody didn't see the clip, so they had a young Roman, they called him by his real name, Joe Anawaii. Uh, and it was, it looked like it was from around 96 when, uh, rock was starting training at the time. They're watching Yokozuna on television. Uh, mm -hmm. and they teased, uh, I think Joe Roman said to Rock, uh, you know, wrestle me. And Rock said, uh, a match that beat can only happen at WrestleMania. So they put the tease in. Like we talked about before, I thought this was the year for Rock and Roman because Rock loves to break records. He's like Vince McMahon. Mm -hmm. He loves to break records. And AT&T Stadium is where they had the opportunity to maybe do that. Next year, he's going to be 50 in a month of Rock. That yeah. means next year he's going to be 51. I understand it's in LA, so I guess it makes sense from a locale perspective. They're definitely teasing it. I like the little Easter egg in Young Rock. Do you think, uh, and I don't know if you have any insight or not, do you think that The Rock is seriously going to consider a match with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39 at the age of 51? Or do you think that he just likes throwing the little Easter eggs out there just for fun? 
I don't have any insight in both. I think that he will seriously consider it. I think next year is the year. L.A. is the place. That's why I've, I've thought pretty well since the two nights was announced was that it'd be next year. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that that's the place to do it. And I've said this time and time again. It shouldn't be for a title. It should be for head of the table of that family. I think it makes it a little less transparent as to who's winning. How, because, yes. Because Roman will not need that title. We got throwback saying, I want your take. Roman's over 158 days since his last loss. Does he pass Bruno? No. There's no chance he passes Bruno. What's what's the record with Bruno? Like seven years. <laughs> he ain't passing Bruno. That's not happening. He ain't That's passing not happening. Bruno, my friend. War, uh, by the way, throwback, wore the jersey you got me uh, yesterday during opening day. Big thank you, my friend. But um, they yeah, I definitely think chance. if they I definitely think if if they had Roman go through more family members, like when he went, you know, when he had the little thing with the Usos, Solo Sokoa is probably going to be coming up. Yeah. If they have him go through more bloodline members, maybe they can even bring his dad on TV to try to talk some sense into him. And Roman cuts the big promo, but I'm the head of the family now. Then you hit Rock's music. The crowd would lose their shit. You know what I mean? I agree with you. Uh, no one is going to believe Rock's winning a title. I'm, they know it's a one-off retirement match, so I definitely think it should be for something like that. They need to go as deep as they can. Bring Manu back for like one night and have right. Roman crush him on SmackDown. Like, right? If you can work out a deal to get Jacob Fatu on that show, they could. I'm sure get, get Jacob. Well, I mean, they're yep. getting sued by <laughs> people who got him under contract right now, but. Do do whatever it is you can. Um, Lance Anawaii is there. Like, do something. Yeah, do they something. absolutely could. Yeah, yeah. That'd be very interesting. I mean, they could bring Samu out. They're not going to get him in the ring, but they no. could bring him out there. They well, can I don't bring... know how Samu's doing physically. I think he was No, battling. I know, but, like, I'm just thinking of anybody with any kind of wrestling notoriety. Rikishi. Yeah. You know, they can. He, I, I, he did sign. He signed some sort of deal with WWE. Uh, like a legend la, deal, maybe. Like it was like a nostalgia contract of some sort um, a couple months ago, from what I understand. Um, because uh, Andrew Thompson of Post Wrestling actually reported it. So that's that's good stuff. So I asked you. They have established that that family is as important as anything. And I mean, look at the family. You got Yokozuna in there. He's one of the greatest heels ever to me because I grew up in that era. Rikishi, Hall of Famer, was a main event level talent for a while there. Mm -hmm. The head shrinkers were incredible. Afa and Sika. Then, of course, The Rock, Roman. Mm -hmm. Three-minute warning? My mm -hmm. God. Yeah, My Umaga God. was great. He was great. Tom Lavalley says, how about them Red Zoners, the athletic article? Uh, Tom, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. <laughs> I've been I've been nonstop uh, working today. You're going to have to smarten me up, Tom, but... Uh, I would really, really, really love for Red's ownership to change. Sadly. So this next one, I asked you about this off the air, uh, and I, I know that you don't have a sense about contracts, but I'm going to kind of spin my question a bit. So it's about John Moxley. Um, maybe you have a sense of things as far as a talent perspective, not so much a contract perspective. So there's speculation, because again, you know how social media is, there's speculation that his AEW contract could be coming up because he debuted in May of 19 and AEW, it seems have done a lot of three-year contracts. So a lot of people are speculating his contract could be coming up. I would be shocked if he left AEW. I understand. I understand he, no, I understand that he did interviews in the past where he said, Oh, I would take a phone call from WWE. I would listen. Yeah. I would be shocked, especially knowing that new Japan. Now they're working on getting visas for foreign talent. 
to, to, to do uh, shows in Japan again. And you know, he wants to do that. I'd be stunned. You know, nothing about the contract necessarily, but yeah, you, you're with me, right. And in, in, given the sense of the talent. Yeah. I don't think he's going back to WWE. Um, I don't, I, I would be shocked if at this point he wasn't locked up long-term already to be put in the storyline that he's in. Um, I mean, Jericho had a, had a very long deal with an option. So I, I, I haven't confirmed that, but I'm working on it. I see all your tweets. I see all of you asking <laughs> every time I post anything contract related. Well, what about Mox? I don't get to just like snap my fingers and make this stuff appear, but I am asking. Another AEW, AEW related question, I guess I want to ask you. So we're seeing more ring of honor integration. So, you know, Minoru Suzuki, he's on Dynamite this week. He's got the match with Samoa Joe. He's defending the Ring of Honor television title. There's been announcements of talent signing like Khan, not to be confused with Tony Khan. Is there any more clarity on the on the plan for the Ring of Honor brand? Not yet, although at Revolution, Rafael Morphy did rattle off a few dates that they had planned to do. I know that they have started to sign people. Uh, I mean, I reported that Khan signed and Toa Leona revealed that he had signed what they, they've been doing. They've actually been signing AEW deals to be on the ROH roster. Um, Jonathan Gresham, I told you guys like a month ago, he was signing there. Uh, not only that, he's signed there and he's going to be on impact in a couple weeks at rebellion. So, I mean, that's, that's another door that's wide open. I think that basically what it is, is a lot of these people are going to have AEW deals, but be assigned to the ROH brand. I don't think it's going to be that unlike the ECW brand was for WWE in the, the 2000s. Right. Okay. Interesting. I mean, hell, hell of a talent roster. That's why That's why I found it funny when you said that Tony Khan's working with a budget. Yeah. That's a, that, that's a massive talent roster, but I guess we'll, we'll it see. It is, but that's why Marco didn't get renewed. I understand. And, and he was I, I understand. That. Yeah, yeah, Janela too, right? And some other guys, yeah. Sure, but I mean, Janela would have fit great in ROH. Marco probably would have too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got throwback saying, go check out the Fightful merch. That is at shop.fightful.com. He says, it's amazing. Is there any baby merch coming down the pipe? Big congrats, throwback, by the way. He says, oh, he had a baby? Good for him. He's having one, yeah. Okay, Joel says, Pearl just had a baby as well. Yeah, he did. Uh <laughs> 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 good for him not so much for the baby uh he says also the nxt tag match was disappointing creed's losing was the worst choice of the show tonight uh or show that night uh they are very raw still and they're trying to still get them into don't hurt people or yourself when you're wrestling mode um but but yeah, I I think that ever since like I heard like Tony Khan put it in perspective, like why wouldn't NXT 2.0 be the way it is? Because that streamlines the process of creating a main level talent a lot more for WWE. I was like, he's right. It is. It is, and that probably is a better effort or better, uh, better thing for WWE. Angle says if Mox were to leave AEW, Cesaro can easily take that spot in the BCC. Any updates on him? Doubt Mox would leave, but it's possible. Great work. Uh, as I mentioned, he's he's had a personal milestone that that I probably won't get into right now. But like, 
I don't know if he can easily take the spot. You know what I mean? That because, was Cesaro? Yeah. No, he's not, he's not at Mox's level in terms of star power. Moxley is, is a major, major star yeah. and has some very unique charisma. Yeah, Cesaro's great in the ring, but he, he doesn't have he doesn't have the 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 presentation that Mox does. Yeah. I read something about Cesaro really wants to focus on Twitch again. He should. Yeah. He should. It's it's uh it's a, a huge benefit for him. Like it's it's a huge thing to lean into and he cultivates a good environment. I can tell you that from the fightful audience, one of our thing was we cultivate an audience of good people. So if people say really terrible shit, we say you're not welcome here, goodbye. And good people see that. Good people are usually more educated. They're usually more smart. They're usually more willing to invest financially, emotionally, invest their time. And that's what Adam Cole and Cesaro have done and Up, Up, Down, Down has done a lot of. They have specifically catered that audience to really, really good people. And as a result, people are supporting them even in their solo ventures. KE775 is says, is Natalia's NXT stint going to be long? Here and there, um, I've got some more on that coming on FightfulSelect.com this week, but uh, I did reach out and, and get a little bit of information on that. I think it's wonderful Perfect that she's, she's doing that. Yep. She can help a lot of people there. Yep. The same way she did years ago, the same way Tyson Kidd did years ago, the same way Cesaro did years ago. Yeah, and the way Dolph Ziggler is right now. Yes, exactly. I think it's really smart. And and one, one other thing about Cesaro... A few weeks ago, my daughter asked me to play Uno with her. Mm -hmm. It's the new thing that she's into now. And she brought me the deck and she asked me if I knew what Uno was. I knew what Uno was already, yeah. but it made me think of Cesaro and, and the up, up, down, down people when I saw that deck of, uh, of Uno cards. So apparently Cesaro is like the supreme champion of Uno. Yeah. Our friend uh, Cher Delaware was there running camera for me uh, when I interviewed Adam Cole and she got Cole to sign her Uno deck. Her oh, WWE okay. Uno deck was just pretty cool oh wwe I mean, made a nuno deck yeah there was there was some sort of i don't know if it was them or up up down down or yeah, yeah. or what way that that worked but but yeah yeah they they're doing very well and i i speak you know what i here's a cheap plug i got an interview with adam cole dropping on thursday uh I, it'll be up early today for tier two subscribers of fightful select we don't promote that a lot but you can get early access to our interviews there he talks at length about twitch and wwe initially saying Hey man, you got to get rid of your Twitch and him going, no, because I'm not doing anything to harm you. I'm not using the Adam Cole name. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm not using uh, your merch. He's like, I'm not doing anything. So I'm keeping it. And they said, yeah, okay. Good for him. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. He was like, I'm not cursing on these streams. There's not going to be a seven year old that pops up and goes, Oh my God, he's saying this. Mm -hmm. uh, he, and that's what I mean. He's catering to good people and that it's a smart, smart business model and just a smart community model, because that's a thing that you benefit from there as well. Well, that kind of ties into my next topic. So I wanted to talk about uh, what Nick Khan said when Triple H brought him, uh, introduced him at the meeting over WrestleMania. This is something that you broke on Fightful Select. So Nick Khan told the roster that they're going to be able to once again, make money on top of their WWE contracts through third-party uh, platforms like Cameo and through autograph signings and scripted and unscripted programming opportunities through, you know, Netflix or whatever. My question for you is, I presume that these are going to be WWE-controlled opportunities, right? So it's going to be, like, still on WWE's Cameo, as an example? I'm not sure. So I gained some information from WWE on that, and some wrestlers. Wrestlers were very excited. Now, it wasn't across the board. I wasn't told, like, 
Twitch, etc. But I was told I was specifically named Cameo was back on the table. That was it. Um, and then autograph signings, appearances. I know there's one major convention that is hoping that WWE talent will be made available to them because I already got asked to host a panel for it. So, and it was featuring WWE talent. So that seems like it's back on the table or at least being discussed. Still looking to find uh, a little bit more. Uh, Andrew the Giants says Mandy Rose rejoined Cameo. She promoted it on Twitter. Uh, there you go. Was it her own Cameo or WWE's? Uh, I'll look right now, but I think it was hers. Okay, good, good. I mean, this stuff for me is such a no-brainer. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean, they, they have a section there. They have a full-on section. She is under Mandy Rose. She has a personal use and a business use. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's... Let me let me see who else is there. Happy Corbin's there. Montez Ford. Uh, yeah. So we, now is are, that is that under a WWE category? Yes, it is under a WWE category. WWE category. However, there's a guy named Mike Legan who is holding a fish and does cameos for ten dollars. And the Highlanders are on there. By the oh, way, oh yeah, guys, the Highlanders. Oh, okay, there you I go. just want to say the Highlanders are charging thirty five bucks. I only charge 20 bucks for cameo. Uh -huh. and let me just say mine are going to be way better than that. Well, not only that, not only that, Jimmy, the first month, all the proceeds went to animal shelters in our area. Second month, all to Ukrainian relief efforts. This month, all the proceeds going to NAMI to help uh, fight and raise awareness for mental illness. So you're getting a good cause. Head over to cameo, get a cameo from me. I usually do them pretty quick. But um, I'll roast you. I'll say nice things about you unless you're a terrible person. I'll do announcements for your e-fed, which has been one of my favorite things to do. People do like create a wrestler feds and they have me do like their news hits for them. Uh, I'll announce uh, matches for that are coming up for your indie shows. Any number of things. Go to Cameo. It's pinned at the top of my profile. What he won't do is he won't answer questions asking to put people over. He won't do that. He won't do that. So I did have I did have one person that was like, "Oh, I want you to plug this specifically." I was like, "That is a personal endorsement." I was like, "That is wildly different." Like, I'm not gonna sit there and say, "Come out to Jimmy's Chicken Shack for the best chicken <laughs> in Toronto." I'm not I'm next not business that. opportunity. I'm gonna open up a chicken shack. Well, we gotta talk a little business. Besides that, let's. Let's open up a chicken shack. I live in Kentucky, Jimmy. Uh, I don't want to own a restaurant, Sean. It's all you, bud. Let's. Uh, I don't let's want talk a restaurant either. I just wanted. I just wanted to embezzle just want money. Free chicken. Just I just want wanted to embezzle chicken. money. Is all I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. Funded by me, embezzled by you. Wouldn't I that mean, be the, glorious? The, the best inside trader that I know. Why wouldn't I want to be in business with you? So control your narrative. I want your opinion on this. Oh, why? Okay? Well, because let me let me just go here. Control your narrative, and I mean, don't disrespect anybody. I'm just asking questions. So. During WrestleMania week, they did a show. During the show, they produced what they called a dark match. Now, if nobody heard about this, I believe you can look it up on YouTube. They literally produced a match in the dark. They turned all the lights out. Nobody in the arena could see shit. They called it a dark match. And the live reaction was bad. The online reaction was bad. Uh, EC3 responded talking about being creative and thinking outside the box. And he got reaction from people saying, well, that doesn't make it good. I am of the That's opinion... I'm of the opinion, and this is my opinion, that Adam Scher's stock has dropped massively since he left WWE, in part because of his uh, his uh, connection to, to control your narrative. 
my question for you is, do you think that this is a case of controversy creates cash or do you think that the buzz is a good thing? Because there are a lot of independent promotions out there and CYN, you know, at the end of the day is an independent promotion that I must have some exclusive talent. Do you think this is a case of controversy creates cash or do you think that, uh, you know, not everything that you do is necessarily good? A couple different thoughts. One, they've been doing pretty good houses. I've seen done pretty good houses, which shows you not everybody's on Twitter, yada, yada. I think all of their stocks have taken a bit of a hit, which is a shame because I thought the first two control your narrative presentations. Yes. Not the live events. I thought they were very creative, very interesting. I enjoyed them. Right. The truly, cinematic matches truly enjoyed them. Thought they were really, really great things. Um, I think maybe the abrasiveness associated with it is a little bit too much. It's something I got to be cognizant of as, as a guy promoting something as well. Like you got to, but again, also, like I said, cater to the right kind of people. Maybe that's not the kind of people they want to cater to. I had somebody that messaged me as we went on the air. That's like, why do you cover that? Why do you cover that? And I'm like, listen, it it's a little bit different than like them saying stuff you don't agree with. It's not just something that I feel comfortable with just outright ignoring. They Mm -hmm. are, Big stars, EC3, Braun Strowman, Adam Scher. They're they're prominent names. This isn't like just completely acting like they don't exist isn't like something that I feel comfortable with, even though I don't necessarily like the way that that went. Am I out here covering Austin Aries interviews? No, and there's a reason. When somebody shows me that everything they say is loony or dog shit to the point to where you throw everything that they say into, into question – well, I'm probably not going to cover their interviews now. We haven't quite gotten there with control your narrative. There's a lot of stuff I don't like about it. Then there's a lot of stuff I did like about the original presentation, which since they went to a live format, um, we got people saying 150 people is not a good attendance with a name like Stroman in it. I don't know how many tickets they were trying to sell. They were pretty intimate venues, uh, but uh, there's there's a lot of attention grabby things that are there and it's like, okay, well you need to find that balance Mm because there are a lot of really attention grabby things. Then you got like Billy Corgan saying, we're not trying to get attention from et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, no shit. You got Tyrus as your fucking TV champion. You're not trying to get anybody's attention with that, except for people who will tune in and go, this sucks. And then click off when they see him. Mm -hmm. (sighs) It's just, I I haven't been a fan of the approach necessarily. And yeah, I, I haven't I haven't seen the action to to know if it's good in execution. Yeah, I've only seen clips. I I I think that the dark match thing was done with the belief that it would go viral. Like I, I think, think they were I, thinking I it would that. go viral. I hate that. Like I used yeah. to hear that from a former podcast co-host all the time. Oh well, this thing that we did appeared on this newspaper exactly yeah and i'm like you know what also appears in newspapers a lot of horrible shit Mm. isn't like the news is filled with horrible shit right Mm. so it's not just a good thing it can Mm. be so bad that people are covering it and i i don't think anybody posted that thinking that it'd be good no now i mean there have been some genius things that have emerged from that the broken universe emerged from so bad it's good I wouldn't put this in that category. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, we're about to wrap up, uh, but I want to ask you if you've heard an update on uh, Otani. Uh, if anybody missed it, he suffered a spinal injury at zero one last weekend. 
I understand it was from a German suplex in a corner. Is that true? Uh, I didn't see the specific spot, but okay. um, he's having to have surgery. That sucks so bad. Yeah, it's um, unfortunate. Apparently, he could not move his extremities, like even the next day. But I, I, I read that he could before the surgery, apparently. Well, that's good. That's definitely good. Uh, I, I've heard what's out there. I haven't heard um, anything else in, in that sense. Joel Pearl mentioned you can catch so bad it's good every week on Fightful Overbook. Mm-hmm. Please do. We have Joel Morris saying, what did you think of Logan Paul at Mania? And do you think you get more chances in WWE? I will say yes, and I loved it. I think he'll face the Miz at SummerSlam but or, or next year's Mania. Jimmy, we haven't heard your thoughts, though. Loved it. Loved it. Now, I am not a fan of the Paul brothers. Uh, sure. I understand that they've got people around them. They, they've, they've understood the way to market them. They understand that they kind of come off as bad guys. And in the case of Jake Paul, he made a shit ton of boxing because I think people wanted to see him get knocked out. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Logan Paul, I loved what he did at WrestleMania. He clearly put in the work. Uh, him and Miz even had matching gear made. He clearly put in the work. Uh, his his moves look smooth. He's clearly an athlete. And I also love the fact that he listened to their... He was, you know, I, I think I, I, I posted this on Twitter that night. He came off more like a new WWE signee than he did a celebrity wrestler. He was yeah. listening to the crowd. He was playing off the crowd. He could do things that a lot he of their it. younger wrestlers can't do. And I also love that when he was on his podcast afterwards, he put over the athleticism and he put over how hard it is on your body. And he basically said, don't say this shit is fake. He said, yeah. do not say this shit is fake. He said, I'm still sore after no. the match. I thought he did excellent. And, and, uh, I didn't really understand why Miz turned on him, and then there was no follow-up. I, I assume it's because Logan Paul wasn't going to be coming back uh, for a while, but uh, I thought he did great, and if he has any aspirations to do more, I'm sure he's not cheap because he has a lot of other options, but yes. if he has aspirations to do more, uh, I would welcome it. He he He's a born heel. Like People wanted to boo him, but I, I really feel like the live crowd respected what they saw because uh, I thought he looked great. I thought he looked really good, and I also, on the same topic, I loved Knoxville Sami Zayn. I loved it. I the loved bar, it. The bar's very high for celebrity matches right now. Yes. There, yes. there can be no more snooky. There um, were a lot of people that were like, oh, how can you, how can you put over that, that shit? You got to understand, this was Johnny Knoxville it. from Jackass. I loved it. It was so, I, I, had it. A, I had a ball watching that. I did too. And Sami Zayn, man. I understand that the way that the payoffs work with the premium live events, I think, is, you know, Vincent Man just kind of pulls a number out of a hat. And we've heard a lot of stories about guys like Jericho going to him afterwards saying, you know, you didn't pay me enough. Sami Zayn better get a good fucking payout. Yeah. Because he busted his ass to make those guys look good in that match. I liked it. I thought I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. We have a super chat from a Jeremy saying, going to hell in, hell in a cell. And for the life of me, I don't see rivalries worth a hell in a cell match besides Ronda and Charlotte. Cody Ciampa is there, but WWE had never booked that. Thoughts? I think they'll have Cody Rollins go 50-50 and then do it at the cell. It's terrible. When is it? Probably, I think, probably in a couple months. Let in me couple see. Months. Let me maybe, see. Maybe June, because May is backlash. Maybe June. Well, they, they got to do uh, Money in the Bank as well. It's June 5th. Oh, they're doing the double that month. Oh, no. They're doing June. Okay, no, it's June 5th, Money in the Bank. July 2nd is Money in the Bank. And then July 30th, they're doing SummerSlam. So You said Money in the Bank twice. So which one is, when sorry. is Hell in a Cell? Hell in a Cell, early June. Money in the Bank, early July. SummerSlam, late July. 
I think you're right. I think they're going to have Rollins win at Backlash and Cody wins Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Ugh. You know what? Ugh. I'm not a fan of all the distraction finishes and shit, but if, if Cody's going to lose, he can't lose clean. Yeah. Like, you've got this guy right now. Can you think of anybody right now on the babyface side of WWE who's a believable challenger from Roman Reigns? Aside from maybe Cody, there really is nobody. Maybe Bobby Lashley. Maybe Drew uh, in on SmackDown. I don't even look at Drew in that category anymore. Damn. Like the way he's been the way he's been presented. Nothing against him. The way he's been presented. I look at at Cody and maybe Lashley as the only guys believable to potentially take the title from Roman. And if you have Cody now get 50-50 going into hell in a cell, now he's another guy. Now he's, you know, like a hundred others just like him. We'll wrap up. Van Twinblade says Buff Strongman is a tool. And Daniel R says Jonathan Gresham is great. What do you think he should do in AEW? A match with Danielson has to happen, but I'd love to see him part of B- be a part of BCC. I think he should be recruited for them. Like they should allude to the fact that, hey, maybe you should join. And then either he does or he turns them down and it leads to a series of matches. Because I think that would be really great for the Ring of Honor champion. What did you think of Mark Henry saying that the BCC is going to be the next NWO? I wouldn't go that far, but no. I think they're going to be a very successful stable. I wouldn't even go within the same realm. But they're, they're completely uh, I'm glad different. He, yeah, I'm glad completely he likes different. it. I'm glad he likes it, but they're not. BCC is not going to do anything business wise anywhere close to what the NWO did. Not even in the same atmosphere, stratosphere, whatever. Guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. We have a bunch of interviews this week. I dropped the last interview with Imperium ever this week i made walter laugh gunther laugh that was uh, a career highlight dropping <laughs> adam cole and juice robinson this week and how about this graps that he has something a little bit special for you this week as well uh also speedball mike bailey on uh on the spotlight tomorrow wild boy says i just left from seeing my kidney doctor she said i should be removed from the transplant list she hasn't had a patient recover this fast before hell yes good for you man good for that- you is amazing i love that wild boy is one of the great dudes so glad that you got to what well am i glad that you got to watch raw this week no i'm sorry about that wild boy but i hope you had fun there by the way Um, did becky break your mic no absolutely not the thing's resilient (laughs) guys head over to the list goes on fightfulselect.com i'm breaking the aw video game news over there subscribe fightfulselect.com we're out Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.